speak truth to lie. Tell your story, tell your song. Tell your truth, it's all about you. Speak truth to lie. With your host, Pam Osby. So, welcome back. And this episode is not only a teachable moment for anyone, not just any ethnic group, but it's, you know, as a woman in Black culture and a consumer of of things, what is so, so, so very disheartening when I see two things happening in our society as a Black woman. One, Black people are used and marketed in so many different ways. And a lot of times people will say, oh, this product is for Black people. And then you find out whether it's a hair product or you find out it's something else. It's not Black-owned. It's not. And this segues into my conversation about something that really shocked me. Two years ago, Black News Channel opened its doors saying that they were all black um, streaming platform. And the face of Black News Channel, they streamed live on and reporting news, reporting entertainment, talking about politics. They talked about everything. And I've been watching Black News Channel since uh, a fellow friend told me about it. And I watched it all the time. I mean, you know, I watched it in the morning. I watched uh, Charles Blow discuss politics, you know, and I'm just thinking the face of it looks black. But I found out recently that we got a, a lot of camouflage going on with this company. So on Friday afternoon, Black News Channel Princell Hair announced in the most tackiest of ways via email to his staff that the media outlet would be shutting its operations as of 5 p.m. Eastern time on that same day. This essentially gave no notice to journalists, to weathermen, to all the staff that worked there behind the scenes and on air that they would no longer have any job. Imagine you going to work, thinking you're going to, you know, get paid the next week. But alas, Mr. Princell Hare, the CEO, announced that he was uh, essentially getting rid of 230 of his employees out of work without any kind of payment without severance and only one week of benefits. This is the most tackiest of layoffs I have ever seen in my life. I mean, and I have gone through layoffs. I remember one time, before I get back into the story, one time I I got laid off and they gave me 30 days and I was super upset about it. But because I always keep multiple resumes, I I mean, after I gave myself a a five minute pity party and trust me, it was five minutes because I don't believe in staying sad for too long. I turned around. I said, you know what I'm going to do? 
I went the same day and uploaded my resume at the time to muster.com, career builder, and maybe indeed.com. And that next week I had calls from recruiters and got, you know, it, it took me about a week and a half to get another job. And, you know, no humble pie. By the time it was time for me to leave that job, I actually was blessed to have another job. But these people, I got to know these 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 wonderful journalists. And it, it really breaks my heart that they got released without any kind of severance. Now, um, like I said, Black News Channel launched in 2020. And at the onset, I started watching them from the onset. So I've been watching them for at least two years. They said that they were on the mission of serving Black Americans and other unserved communities headquartered out of Tallahassee, Florida, and supposedly Jacksonville Jaguars owner Shad Khan was the majority owner. He is not Black. He is uh, Indian descent. He invested $50 million to support the concept created by a group that included uh, a media executive, Bob Brilliant, and former Rep. J.C. Watts, who is a Republican, according to the Los Angeles Times. Um, so in 2021, they brought on a lot of great commentators that came from CNN and uh, MSNBC, such as Charles Blow, Asia Mills, and Mark Lamont Hill. But they're saying that the channel did not find an audience. And as you know, audience is completely important. Now, being that it was a streaming service, I'm surprised that they didn't have an audience because I was watching and watching and watching them totally every day that I could, Monday through Friday. It's like the first thing that I look at in the morning before I start my work day. And it's this, this letter or email he wrote it just annoys me because I don't know how he could do this via email. I guess he, he decided if he did it any other way, it would be like somebody wanted to kill him. <laughs> so this is the email. It says, it's with a broken heart that I'm letting you all know that effective immediately BNC will cease live production and file for bankruptcy. Mm. We are saddened and disappointed by this reality and recognize the stress that this puts on you and your families. Then this man told the employees that their paychecks would be delayed on Thursday. He failed to meet payroll on Friday. The workers were also reportedly informed that benefits will only last through next week and no severance would be available. The news stunned and angered employees at the channel. Of course. Knowing that many of the staffers came from BNC from larger established news organizations because they believed in the mission of a TV service that provided news and information for a diverse audience. See, the National Association of Black Journalists provided a statement to Tallahassee Democrat that indicated plans are in the works to develop a solution to provide BNC employees with their last three weeks of pay. Um, you know, this really pisses me off. I, I mean, come on. <laughs> He did it by email. And this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm thinking about this situation. One, did this organization get any of the government money? Did they get a PPP loan? If they did, they really, really screwed over their employees too. 
I had heard through the grapevine because I was like talking about this on social media and my platforms and other people saying like uh, they knew people know that were uh, in staff and saying that payroll had been messed around for the last two weeks. So they actually weren't getting paid. God bless these people for showing up every day. I'm just like very shocked that a company would, and I've seen this during, during the pandemic, I've seen companies take money from the government and do all this. And then they like release people. And it also reminds me as people working check to check and everybody works check to check, you know, even some of those people probably was working check to check. The only people that are really good in that situation of the staff are people who one may be married two have multiple streams of income. If they, if that wasn't the only gig, so to speak, maybe they have books, maybe they have other business ventures, but this might've been the bulk of the money. I know a lot of these people, I actually follow some of these people on social media. Um, so I know that they are married. They got children. It's just very difficult. My hat, I mean, my hat goes off to them for even coming to work with all this stuff going on. It reminds us that when we see these media outlets, we do not know what these journalists go through to come on the air and smile for us, to entertain us, to inform us, um, to tell us what's going on in the world. Um, two, I don't like how sometimes black people are targeted and marketed. They marketed this organization as a fully 100% black owned, and it is not. The face of the company was black owned. But the person who funded this organization was not black owned. <laughs> Three, I heard through the grapevine, I'm praying that this happens, but I'm hearing that uh, Byron Allen, he is an African-American entrepreneur, so to speak. He's has, has, oh, he has a lot of business ventures and he's always, um, he's a big media person. He's, I mean, she's. I don't even know what his, his, uh, his, his, where his money is, but this man is, his network is calculated at $450 million. He doesn't charge networks high fees for the right of his shows. He gives them for free. This man is currently trying to become the new owner of Denver Broncos. But anyway, um, uh, you know, one thing I like about him is that since 1993, Byron launched his own media company and that's how he amassed his money. I I found out in my research that he even owns the Weather Channel. Now, that's crazy because I did not know that. <laughs> Byron Allen is 60 years old and he has a multimedia empire. You know, he started writing... Um, comedy back at the age of 14 and um he you know wrote comedy with David Letterman, Jay Leno, JJ Walker, these are all people who are comedians and have been uh, successful in their careers. Uh right now I hope that he is looking at B and C and maybe he will invest in it and maybe they can just keep it streaming live on Tubi.com and Pluto TV. And I just hope that they will come back. I really, really am sad to see this platform go just because it was nice to see 
of reporting from a, a diverse staff. They had diverse staff, even though I would say like 85% was black. They also had, um, you know, reporters that were Indian and, and other cultures. They're all across the diverse spectrum. And to see it go, it's sad. But I also think they they just like, I don't think they promoted it well. And it just reminds me of my own experience as a writer. Uh, you put a book out there, but people won't come just because you say you have a book. You can have a podcast. You can have a this or that. If you don't market it, if you don't post the links, if you don't promote it, if you don't have flyers. You know, back in the old day, we used to do flyers, but now everything is on social media. You do your your PD, uh, PDFs and your your electronical marketing materials and post uh, post uh, JPEGs and GIFs, whatever it is that you do. People won't know it's there. And it, it reminds me of this month at BNC, they actually had a promotion. They said, hey, uh, audience, we need you guys to watch. We need you to watch at least 15 minutes of our shows. I used to watch their shows for like the full two hours because there was always, it wasn't just, you know, news and catching up on news, but also entertainment. They also had great interviews with with people. They even had the the man who uh, producing the Oscars on there and he's an African-American and they had, you know, they do all these great interviews and, and just think tank conversations with the men. Uh, they have cooks come on there, comedians come on there. And so it was like really, really exciting to see it. Um, and I'm sad to say that like on next week on Monday, I won't be able to look at BNC because these people are essentially unemployed for the moment. I hope they all will land somewhere because they were very good um, anchor people, anchor women and men. And I know specifically one of the young ladies is a single mom. I know she's got to be hurt. I think that the, uh, the National Journalist Organization must make it right, making sure these people get at least three weeks of of some kind of income because that's not fair. And I, like I said, when I went through a job, like right now I work a job that basically, you know, my contract, so to speak, is I could quit if I want to and they can say, hey, we don't need you anymore. So it's an at-will employment. At-will employment is not the best employment, but, you know, that's why you need to make sure you have your money stored up. And I know at will employment means you can serve your employment employer at your will. It's not guaranteed employment. It's not guaranteed for a specific time. You can be terminated by your employer anytime, but you could also terminate your employment at any time. So with that being said, being there is a lot of opportunities out there during the great resonation, which apparently is supposed to be ending soon. I hope these journalists, weathermen, other writers, show producers will land lightly somewhere else. But, you know, streaming platform has a lot. And I believe these people have a great, great um, platform. Uh, and I hope that others will will come forth to you know, fund them. I didn't know 
and, and I'm being educated that it's really hard to keep a media company up. I mean, I just would love to know how Byron Allen has been doing this since 1993 and he's 60, but then he wasn't 60. He was like real young and he sustained over time all of his media platform, his shows and all that. And even, I did not even know that he owned the Weather Channel. This is just blowing my mind. But for Black News Channel, I salute the people there. I don't salute the owners because these people paid themselves up front. You know how this goes. Um, at this time, it's just, it's just another reminder that some of these employers don't care about you, even during a pandemic time period, during a time of uncertainty in America and globally that will just let you go. And it's just also something I think about a lot because I have had jobs cut <laughs> and I've had jobs cut where I was like, wait, wait. Uh, so I'm uh, my resume is always ready just in case. Because the moment you get too comfortable in these positions as these employers, that's when they they throw a right hook and you're not ready. And unfortunately, these jobs these days, to be honest, they're not like the jobs our parents had. You know, if, if you're in my age bracket, you know, I'm in my 50s. Um, my mom worked 30 years for her job. And what we have now is like... Maybe you could work a couple years. Not everybody gets a chance to work a long, long time in the industry unless you are in your career choice. Like I have a family member, they've been in telecommunications their whole career. So they worked 20 years for one job and now they're on another type of job that they'll probably retire in because this person has only had one, no, two jobs in his life. Me, I've had multiple jobs across, you know, multiple career and industries, but I've been consistently employed for over 20 years, working with, helping people. That's my background. But uh, at the end of the day, I know my employer could contact me on a Friday and say, hey, sorry, we're giving you 30 days, we give you 60 days, and they'll be like, okay, no. One thing is you can bounce back from it. And it was nothing that these people did. They did their job. They showed up for their viewers every single day. Uh, the owner, the CEO, he didn't do his job. He didn't do his job to secure that payroll. I mean, there is no right time to, you know, let people go. No, there's no right time for that. But at the end of the day, you have to do it right. You can't just leave people hang and dry. I've received a severance package twice in my life and I've received probably maybe four pink slips in my life. <laughs> and all of it was not me, okay? My first pink slip, I was working for an HR company. Uh, a year and a half later, they did some cut job cuts and I survived it and got a severance. I think my severance was like $1,800, which I thought was okay. The second time I went through a, a paid uh, job cut, I was a teaching artist and they didn't give me a lot of time, but because I was really smart about how I worked, I ended up getting uh, uh, like a short contract and then I moved out of state, 
and I went to the East Coast to work there. When I get to the East Coast, I worked a job where I was in a job for two years. They had just celebrated my anniversary. And guess what? I got a pink slip for that job. (laughs) But I moved on. (laughs) And then I was uh, uh, working in the library system. And it was like, oh, sorry, you know, this is not going to continue. So I only stayed there for like eight months. So, but, you know, one thing I learned is that don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable at these jobs. These, these jobs these days are not like our parents and our, and our four family members who stayed their entire career in one job. But again, these great people at the Black News Channel, they will make it. And I'm wishing them all well. Thanks for hearing my episode and I'll talk to you guys soon.